The 25th day of January by New Hampshire Reckoning Bert Better Beers Manchester Merrimack The New Hampshire New England The Second Age of His Store Beer and Back Again A Hopped Bitter Tale for Bert Bingle Now where to begin? Ah, yes. Concerning hops. Hops have been farmed in the States and Old England for many hundreds of years, quite content to ignore and be ignored by the world of the bittering herbs, the earth being, after all, full of strange flavours beyond count. Hops must seem of little importance, being neither renowned as great flowers nor spread very wide. Dominic, there's someone at the door. In fact, it has been remarked by some that my only real passion over hops is for food. A rather unfair observation, as I have also developed a keen interest in the brewing of ales and the drinking of mead. But where my heart truly lies is in peace and quiet and good tilled earth. For all hops I share a love of other things that brew. And yes, no doubt to others our New Hampshire ways seem quaint. But in these days it has brought home to me that it is no bad thing to celebrate a simple life. Dominic, the door! Sticklebacks, where is that boy? Dominic! The road goes ever on and on, down the door it began. Now far ahead the road is gone, and I must follow if I can. You're late. A podcaster is never late, Dominic, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. It's wonderful to see you, Bert. <laughs> you don't think I'd miss my episode? So how is the old rascal? I hear it's going to be an episode of special magnificence. Well, you know, Rob, he's got the whole studio in an uproar. <laughs> well, that should please him. Half New Hampshire's been invited, and the rest of them are turning up anyway. And so, life in New Hampshire goes on, very much as it has this past age, full of its own comings and goings, with change coming slowly, if it comes at all. The things are made to endure in New Hampshire, passing from one generation to the next. There's always been a mingle at Bert's Better Beers, and there always will be. To tell you the truth, Rob's been a bit odd lately, and I mean a lot more odd than usual. He's taken to locking himself in the studio. He spends hours and hours pouring beers and pouring over hops when he thinks I'm not looking. No, thank you. I don't want any more visitors, well-wishers, or distant relations. And what about very old friends? Bert! Robert! My dear Bert. 
good to see you. Another episode. Who would believe it? You haven't aged a day. Come in, come in. Welcome, welcome. Oh, here we are. Tea? Or maybe something a little stronger? I've got a few bottles of ancient fire left. Uh, just tea, thank you. I was expecting you sometime last week. Not that it matters. You you come and go as you please. Always have done. Always will. You caught me a bit unprepared, I'm afraid. I've got some coronation chicken curry and a cassoulet. Oh, and there's some cheese here. Oh, no, that won't do. Uh, got some raspberry jam and an apple tart. Not much for afters, I'm afraid. Oh, oh no, we're all right. I found some sponge cake. I could make you some eggs if you like. Bert? Uh, just tea. Oh, right. Darjeeling? Darjeeling is fine. Oh, Bert, my old friend, this will be an episode to remember. But as we are doing the concerning hops bit, before we discuss the specific varieties, can you tell us more about the plant itself? Sure, that is actually an excellent place to start. The plant is of the genus Humulus lupulus, and I'll come to back to that in a minute. Hops are of the rose order, specifically those that are erect and climbing with petalous flowers and dry, one-seeded fruits. As such, hops are related to hemp as part of the Cannabacea family, but without the effect popular people circle elsewhere. The hop is the flower or seed cone of the plant. The hop as a bittering agent is found to add stability to beer. They also bring floral, fruity, or citrusy flavors and aromas. Okay, uh, before we go too far, you wanted to tell us more about the Humulus lupulus. Indeed. Specifically the lupulus part of the name? Lupulus is Latin for small wolf. Hops are an aggressive plant and climb voraciously, so much that they will strangle out the plants they are growing up. So often that these willow trees that hops were known as the willow wolf. Are hops easy to grow? They are fairly easily. They are not immune to disease or frost, and they do die back in the winter. Many plants are transplants of the rhizomes of older plants. Plant it and train it where you want it to go. And for home brewers, there is a distinct pleasure in a brew from your own hops. How are hops provided for brewing? Can they be used fresh off the vine? Hops are actually called a vine. It's a bush and a vine. They use stiff hairs to rip and climb rather than tendrils. Anyway, hops are used in three ways. Wet, dried, and pellet. Wet? Well, hops are picked in late August into September. Delivering some of those for immediate brewing is wet hopping. And dry? I'm going to stop you for a moment to clarify something. Dried hops are not the same as dry hopping. Dried hops are those that have been specifically dried for preservation. Dry hopping is introducing hops after the boil. Boiling converts the alpha acids in the hops to isoalpha acids to increase the bitterness in the beer. I lost you. No, no, no. I'm fine. Dry hopping is adding the hops after the boil to promote the hop aromas in the beer. Okay, so you could use wet or dried hops for dry hopping. Yes, yes, even pellet hops. Which are? The 
tell is the dried version compacted down and compressed to something about the size of rabbit food. Which is how big? About so big. Near enough, near enough. Anything else to add in this section? No, let me do my bridge and then we can discuss specific hops. Certainly. Sponsored by Burt's Bitter Beers. Burt's Bitter Beers is located close to Exit 9 South off I-93 in Manchester, New Hampshire. We have a large selection of international, national, and local beers, ciders, and meads. Cans and bottles are individually priced so you can select your own beer tour. Tell us how you heard about Burt's Bitter Beers on Hopscotch. I expect you'll get a smile that is never very far away. Bert's can be called at 603-413-5992. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Bert's Better Beers or on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bert's Better Beers. The opening hours are Tuesday to Friday, 10 to 8, Monday and Saturday, 10 to 7, Sundays, 11 to 3. Burt's Better Beers, stimulating the economy one beer at a time. So now we come to the hops themselves. Where do you want to start? Can we discuss what you might get from each type of hop? There are too many varieties to go into depth about each. However, I can talk about what some of the popular hops bring. Yeah, I think that would work for us. Also, in deference to Rob's preference to ales and IPAs or lagers, I'm going to omit the noble hops. Hallertower, Saz, Spalt, and Tetnang. Noble hops? These are the four traditional varieties of hops used in German beer, from the Reinheitsgebot, the German beer purity law of 1516. The only ingredients allowed are water, barley, and hops. Dominic, you recall when we visited Gareth in Bergen, he talked about this. Ah, that's right. First, we have to have a quick chemistry lesson. I read the notes, so I brought along our lab coats and goggles for us. Well, we don't actually... Just go with it. Thanks, Dominic. You're welcome. So, our chemistry lesson. There are four important chemicals we want from hops. Alpha acids beta acids, essential oils, and flavonoids. Just writing this down. Alpha acids. Got it. This is the primarily bittering agent from the hop, typically extracted during the boiling the wort with the hops. I'll not go deep into the chemistry, but alpha acids are also known as alpha-lutulic acid or humulone. Humulone. I've seen that film, but I don't remember Macaulay Culkin brewing beer. Dominic, focus... I was focusing. Anyway, the alpha acids are the most important for bittering, and as I recall, stabilizing the beer. That brings us to the beta acids, of which I'll note the main three. Lupulones, adlupulone, and collupulone. Each will present in differing amounts in each hop variety. Lupulone levels in a variety of range of 30% to 55% of total beta acids. 
colupulone from 20% to 55% and adlupulone only 10% to 15%. If you want to check it out, you could go to onlinelibrary.wiley.com.doi and it'll be on the website, something like that. As hops age, the beta acids oxidize into hulupulones. When this happens, they become soluble in the wort, adding more bitterness. It is also worth noting here that research has shown that beta acids also have an effect as an antimicrobial agent. That does add credence to the brewing of beer to help purify water through the ages, along with its nutritional value. The boil would have also had some effect, but of course every little bit helped. Right. And so, on to the essential oils, each of which add to the hop aroma for a beer. The main components of hops' essential oils are mycerine, humulene, and carophylline. Mycerine is also found in other plants, including lemongrass, mango, West Indian bay tree, cardamom, and cannabis. Humulene is also found in sage, ginseng, ginger, coriander, and cannabis. Carophylline can also be found in basil, black pepper, cinnamon, cloves, oregano, rosemary, and of course, cannabis. Varnishing is found in the coating of apples and other fruits. It is responsible for the characteristic smell of green apples. There can be other oils, depending on the variety, but these three constitute up to 90%. Chemistry becomes a lot more complicated when it becomes biology. That's why I stuck to physics. But not to the topic. Sorry, Bert. Flavonoids. Isn't that just fruit-flavoured Altoids? No, that would be a lot easier to explain if they were. Okay, so what are they then? I'm going to try to make this as succinct as possible. Flavonoids are made by plants and serve a number of functions, such as improving cell health, being antioxidants, and coloring. Trying to be more descriptive than that would be tough, as there are over 6,000 identified types the flavonoids we find in beer from both the grains and hops used. As to their effect on the human body from beer, the science isn't definitive yet, but there is a reputed to be health benefits from moderate amounts of darker beers for their higher level of flavonoids. Reputed to be. There is some evidence, but it is not medically confirmed. So medicinal properties have not yet been confirmed by the FDA. Mm, probably not likely to be. Well, chaps, given that we aren't providing medical advice, can we, you know, discuss the hops? And, uh, Rob, well, I don't see any beer. Oh, I'm sorry, Dominic. Didn't you get the memo? As we aren't sampling one specific, it was bring your own. You've got to be kidding me. I have extras, Dominic. Try this. Litherman's Little Miss Strange. Oh, cheers, Bert. You're giving him a great beer there. I know. I look after my people. Yes, you do. He's right. This is amazing. Rob, can we review this one? In a future episode, I need to arrange it with Michael at Leatherman's first. Good plan. Now then, having discussed the science, we can discuss the art. Oh, well, I'll put the lab coats away again then. And the goggles. I was starting to like them. Well, you can put mine away. Thanks. 
I'm keeping mine on. I kind of like them. It's a good look, Bob. It's a good look. to tell us about the art of hops. Yes, and to do that, we should consider six dominant flavor characteristics hops will impart. Floral, citrus, fruity, herbal, pine, and spice. Some people use other terms, but these generally work for me. Okay, I can think of different beers that have had those characteristics. Oh, yes, indeed. Are there any other aspects of the hop that goes into the flavour of the hop at all? Possibly, but I only brought my boy's own Wonder Mag science kit. Pocket edition. Still in the original cardboard case. So we can break down some specific varieties now as samples in their ranges. Starting with a couple of floral examples? It would be logical, Captain. Cascade and Amarillo are very popular in many beers. They have a balance of floral and citrus flavors. The floral notes lift in the nose and can have you love a beer before you even have first tasted it. Cascade is a good one for me to go into first. It was developed during the 60s at Oregon State University as part of the USDA breeding program. It was derived from several strains, including the English Fuggles. I'm sorry, let's do that because it's not Fuggles, it's Fuggles. Unless, okay, I'll start with it was developed during the 60s then. It was developed during the 60s at Oregon State University as part of the USDA breeding program. It was derived from several strains, including the English Fuggles hops that you were also fond of, Robert, and the Russian Serenbiaker. It was given this name from the Cascade Mountain Range that runs through Oregon. It breaks down as... Well, why don't you two read out the table? Alpha acid. 4.5% to 8.9%. Beta acid. 3.6% to 7.5%. Cohomalone. 33% to 40%. Oil composition. 0.8 to 1.5 millilitres per 100 grams. Mercine. 45% to 60%. Homoline? 8% to 16%. Carophylline? 4% to 6%. Pharyncine? 4% to 8%. It is very floral, with elements of citrus, particularly grapefruit. If it is overused, the beer can become grapefruity. Yeah, I've had some like that, certainly veered that way. Some people do like that, but for me, it was overdone. Yes, the efforts of brewers to outdo each other has led to some interesting deviations. Uh, if you don't experiment, you never learn. And if you walk without rhythm, you won't attract the worm. Huh? Sorry, Minister. I mean, Captain. It's okay, Dominic. The spice comes later. And for Amarillo? Amarillo is the oft-partner and the substitute for Cascade. To start with, while flowery, Amarillo is more of an orange flavor. Ah, so it will balance down the grapefruit of this Cascade. 
Oh, yeah. Would you be so kind to tell us the composition of this heart? Alpha acid. 8% to 11%. Beta acid. 6% to 7%. Cohomolone. 21% to 24%. Oil composition. 1.5 to 1.9 millilitres per 100 grams. Mercine. 68 to 70%. Homoline. 9% to 11%. Carophylline. 2% to 4%. Florencine. And again, 2% to 4%. Amarillo has roughly twice the oil of Cascade. Of that, around 70% myrcene content compared to Cascade's is 45 to 60% that go towards delicious orange citrus flavor. The science did help. Something of note here is that Amarillo brand hops are privately grown or sourced by Virgil Gamache Farms, and its a patent is held on the plant itself. It is a popular hop and a fun one to brew with. That is true. They are very good to get homebrewers good results and encourage them further. It did a lot to encourage me when I was trying my hand at a gallon brewing setup. You don't need a big setup for that. Basic kitchen homebrew. A couple of really good ones, actually. And a couple straight for the drain. Yeah. Less than half my attempts, but they were bad. On the citrus front, varieties like Citra, as the name implies, and Centennial have much more citrus impact. Citra brings flavors of lime, grapefruit, orange, and mango. Mango isn't a citrus fruit. True, but as your palate develops, you will find that this is part of your flavor profile, and as it's predominantly citrus flavors, is considered a citrus hop. So much so it gets called citra? You are getting the hang of it. Now, if we consider the composition of citra... Alpha acid. 10% to 15%. Beta acid. 3% to 4.5%. Cohomolone. 20% to 35%. Oil composition. 1.5 to 3 millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 60 to 70%. Homoline. 7 to 12%. Carophylline. 5% to 8%. Pharyncene. 1%. So we see here a larger amount of oil in the hop and again a higher myrcene level giving that citrus rush to it. That isn't going to hold for all of them though, is it? Not at all. For example, Centennial. We classed it as a citrus. We did. Like Cascade, Centennial was bred, this time at Washington State University. For Cascade, the lab results are... Alpha acid. 4.5 to 8.9%. Beta acid. 3.6 to 7.5%. Cohomolone. 33% to 40%. Oil composition. 0.8 to 1.5 millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 45% to 60%. Homoline. 8 to 16%. Carophylline. 4% to 6%. Harancine. 4% to 8% higher beta acids, comparative to the lower myrcene and the higher farnesine, 
the result is much more lemon and the other varieties we had discussed. When overused, result can be a citrus bomb. Used properly, these two have a good citrus impact, promoting continued sipping and salivation. It's okay if I use the word salivation. I know this show is PG. It's fine, but... Okay, good. When a beer delivers the right amount of citrus, you will keep coming back. What's next? Fruity. Now, for more of a fruit taste from a hop, you would go with mosaic. I think we need the science up front. Okay. Alpha acid. 11.5 to 13.5%. Beta acid. 3.2 to 3.9%. Carhomalone. 24% to 26%. Oil composition. 1 to 1.5 millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 47 to 53%. Humulene. 13 to 16%. Carophyllene. 5% to 8%. Pharyncene. Zip, zilch, none. <laughs> we see here high alpha acids. And for the oils, no farnesine, a little down on myrcene, but humulene picking up the slack. The result is a mango again, but with pine. Some herbs and aromas or other tropical fruit. It is a popular choice of brewers doing a single hop beer. I have had some very good ones in the past. Main beer dinner. Trillium headroom. You did mention herbal for mosaic, but you don't count it in the herbal category. No, I didn't. Reason being that it isn't a strong suit. We should look at Nugget and Columbus. Uh, on my list here, I've got Columbus down as first. That's fine. Columbus brings an herbal flavor with a lemon citrus back note. So, by the numbers... Oh, right, sorry. Alpha acid. 14 to 18%. Beta acid. 4.5% to 6%. Cohomalone. 28% to 35%. Oil composition. 1.5 to 4.5 millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 25 to 55%. Humulene. 9% to 25%. Carophyllene. 6% to 12%. Pharyncene. 0% to 1%. So really quite trace. Here the higher myrcene and carophyllene in a high oil content bring that herbal profile. And for nugget? Have you got an eye on the clock, Dominic? Yes, and we have a few more to get through. We should be okay, but let's crack on. Uh, nugget, start us off with the numbers. Alpha acid. 9.5 to 14%. Beta acid. 4.2 to 5.8%. Cohomalone. 22 to 30%. Oil composition. 1.5 to 3 millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 48% to 59%. Humulene. 12% to 22%. Carophyllene. 7% to 10%. Pharyncene. 0 to 1%. So again, really quite trace. Nugget has a relatively low acid percentages. Softening the bittering, its myrcene content brings a green herbal aroma. 
So, small changes have large effects on the results. Oh, it is good, this. I feel like I'm learning, even if I am a little bit out of my depth. Same here. What's next? Pine, I believe. Yes. I like these for an earthy woodland palate. Chinook and Simcoe are rich in these resinous flavors. Those feel right at this early part of the year to me. As the earth regrows, I think he might be part hobbit. Huh, he'll have to lie about his height. He said he was 5'9". Looks more like 5'8 and 3 quarter. It was a rounding issue. Uh-huh. Dominic, the next hop, please. Yes, hold on. I just need to uh, flick to the next page. Just a moment. Ah, got it. The Chinook hop. Oh, yes. This another I like. This one has plenty to offer at any stage of the brew. Really good in pale ales and IPAs. More common in American pale ales, I think, than their English counterparts. Piney, a little spice and some grapefruit also happening. Mostly, I like it for the pine. Let's see how it compares. Alpha acid. 12 to 14%. Beta acid. 3 to 4%. Cohomolone. 29 to 34%. Oil composition. 1.5 to 2.7 milliliters per 100 grams. Myrcene. 35% to 40%. Humulene. 18 to 25%. Carophylline. 9 to 11%. Ferencine. And again, trace levels coming in at 0 to 1%. I think it is the comb cumulone and myrosine leading this one on. It's a good one. You can have a lot of fun with it. I see we have one more piney hop. Sipco. This one is big in its myrosine content. Helping that pine aroma. You have work to do, boys. Alpha acid. 12% to 14%. Beta acid. 4 to 5%. Cohomolone. 15 to 20%. Oil composition. 2 to 2.5 two millilitres per 100 grams. Myrcene. 60% to 65%. Humulene. 10% to 15%. Carophylline. 5% to 8%. Ferencine. And again at the trace, 0% to 1%. Is it popular to brew with? It is very popular to brew with. Rob, you'll like this. Sierra Nevada used it in Hoptimum. I believe this has been one of your favorites. Oh, very much so. I look forward to it each year. In the Hoptimum, I felt an almost firework display of flavor. Well, that sounds lovely, but I mean, it doesn't really tell me much about the flavor of that beer. Nor will today, Dominic. We have one more category to touch on. Ah, spice. Now you walk without rhythm. Yeah, same way I dance. Oh, is that what that was? It was a good night. Uh, not for the rest of us. There you go. We can talk about Summit. Hey, Rob, you never told me that Bert was from Yorkshire. Shh. Summit is primarily a bittering hop, but it also brings with it notes of incense, anise, and black pepper. I heard it can also be overused. Oh, you are right, Rob. Overdone, and it introduces an onion and garlic flavor. Yeah, just need one with cheese now. What? Walker's Cheese and Onion IPA? Oh, that sounds amazing. And unlikely. A shrimp cocktail marzen. 
Ah, uh, even more so. Why? There are oyster stouts. That is true. There are oyster stouts. They are after the salt character. I'm not going to discuss it further here. If you want, have at it. Uh, but I suppose it could be served with bread, cheese, pickled onions. And an aged cheddar or Stilton? Mm, probably an aged cheddar, but have the Stilton available. Might want some sliced ham with it. Okay, back to business. The summit, by the numbers, you two. Alpha acid. 16% to 18%. Beta acid. 33 to 4.3%. Cohomalone. 26 to 33%. Oil. 1.3 to 3 milliliters per 100 grams. Myrcene. 30 to 50%. Humulene. 15 to 25%. Carophyllene. 10% to 16%. And farcine. Again, add just a little less than 1%, 0% to 1%, just trace levels. It is a good hop for expanding the flavor profile, but go easy with it. It's all about that balance. And there you have it. But what we are covering in this episode on hops. It was dry, a bit technical in places. Yes, but we have been promising we would do it for a while. And being dry means it should also have something wet. Oh, and... Both you galads get A-levels in hop studies. Cheers! Cheers. Oh, have we arrived at the end? We have. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and the others in the series. Would you care to do the honest part? I'd be delighted. Visit them at hopscotchpodcast.com, on soundcloud.com, at https soundcloud.com slash hopscotchpodcast, or on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or via your favorite podcast app as Hopscotch Podcast. And finally, the Twitter account, at hopscotchpodcast. I've thought of an ending to this episode. What's that? And they all drank happily to, to the, the end, end of their, their pints. pints. Dominic, get the next round in. Sure, no problem. He won't look so smug when he finds out where these gold coins are from. <laughs> hey, drink up. We'll miss the test match. I hear the pitch at Kimberly is bogged, and I'll wager no one has a chance of hitting a century. Cheers, Cheers mate. Oh, I got that part right, didn't don't get this in, you know, proper podcasts. No. Pharisine is found in the coating of apples and other fruits, and it's responsible for the characteristic green smell of apples. Nice one.
sorry, the characteristic smell of green apples. It's not even my ruddy line, and I'm worried about it. Characteristic green smell of apples. Hmm, because I can smell <laughs> colours. <laughs> so people can, Dominic. Yeah. Your next line, please. When you've had too much carifaline and all that cannabis, of course you can smell colours. <laughs> Mm, that's some good carifaline. The line, Dominic. <laughs> Composure? Well, why don't you two read out the table? Right. We're not going to read out the table on each of these? No, I didn't think you were going to do that, no. <laughs> it was a lot at the time. and <laughs> All right, so uh, we pick it up again with uh, you reading It's Very Floral. It's also a tongue twister. Up in all those names. I was like, I was reading, you know, I was pre-reading this, and I was like, son of a, the good thing I know what some of these words are supposed to sound like. Yes, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. And, uh... We're still on. 